0: Hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes, and Refugees, the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. I hope you are having a great, great day wherever you are. Um, Thank you for your support. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you for your support every single day. So today we want to talk about something um, different, um, we're going to go to a video, I was going to talk about a completely different topic today, but I'm going to save it for another day. And I came across a video on YouTube, today's um, um, current topics. And one of them was Ghulam uh, the Nabi Azad, the Honourable Ghulam Nabi Azad. He uh, mentioned that all in an interview, all not interview, but in a speech, uh to the i think the Dogra community i'm not exactly sure where um yes um Dogra district in Jammu and uh, Kashmir and he said something that sparked the ire of everyone that all all Muslims were Hindu first he says before six um before 700 years in Kashmir, all, all Muslims were Hindu pundits. They were converted. Um, now, uh, he says I- Islam emerged only in 1504 in, I don't know where, he says, because that's, you know, here's what he says. Islam, uh, you know, starts in 1504 in, I think he's talking about, um, he's talking about Kashmir. But Islam comes to Kashmir approximately 700 years ago. And he irked the ire of everyone, including all the leftist woke, uh, Congresswali dot-dot gang. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, you were going to expect this from him. Okay, So we're going to talk about Gulam Na- Nabi Azad um, statement of all Muslims were Hindus first uh, in India and in Kashmir. And uh, they were converted. He doesn't say by force or however, but they were Hindus first. And he says Islam, uh, Hindu is, Hinduism is a religion that is older than Islam in India. And well, just says it's older than Islam, which again irked the ire of the dot 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 gang and the relics of these empires. Uh, one, so we're going to talk about this, one important point that someone brought up, he says, the BJP says that, you know, whenever someone leaves the Congress, suddenly he's free to speak. When they're in the Congress, they cannot tell the truth. The moment they leave the Congress, they, they start telling the truth because the Congress is not about the truth. And that, my dear friend, got me talking and I am going to attack that sentence first. That person, I think, in BJP, he is absolutely right. When you are in this, on this plantation, they surround you, they isolate you. This Abrahamic mentality, this woke mentality, this um, you know supremacist uh, f- camouflage by by victimhood uh, mentality. Um, they have basically surround you with an ideology, with a thinking that um, narrates only to their agenda. And you're not allowed to challenge, you're not allowed to have a voice. Having an opinion is a crime and you are forced to, um, to submit to this point of view. You cannot ask a question, challenge, you will get stoned, you will get um, you know uh, ripped apart, you will get chastised, you will get abused, you will get uh, berated, uh, they will abuse you physically, you could be raped, you could be killed, literally for having an opinion. This is very typical of Abrahamic ideologies. It could happen elsewhere too, yes, because of the simple fact that this is about power. When someone has too much of power, they will abuse. And Abrahamic ideologies are all about power. And you have to submit in silence to their rhetoric. That is the basis of ideology, Abrahamic ideologies. And everyone on the opposite side is wrong. So every time you have an opinion, you're right. Every time someone else has an opinion, they're wrong automatically. So they built this fortress of hatred. They built a fortress of fear around you. They indoctrinate you with a fear that oh my god don't cross the moat because on the other side is the fire but in reality the fire is on the inside and the fire they don't allow you to jump in the water they rather you burn in on their plantation instead of jumping into the water in the moat and and going to safety on the, the other side and it's just a perception of your mind it's nothing concrete it's a perception given to you that you have to subscribe to this is very typical of Abrahamic ideologies and anyone who uh, comes from this mindset. That is why there is so much violence and uh, anger and... Uh, so much of, uh, what can I say, war and bloodshed in Abrahamic history. There's huge amounts of war. Uh, it's filled with bloodshed. But they will not admit it. they rather call someone caste. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because I grew up in a Roman Catholic home. And in a Roman Catholic home, this is the basis. I was never allowed to leave. I was never allowed to have an opinion. I was never allowed to have uh, a point of view. I was never allowed to challenge anything. The moment you have even a voice, the smallest of voice, they beat you physically, they make you suffer. They say suffer because Jesus suffered. In reality, they really don't care about Jesus. It's all about th- them maintaining their whole, their rent free space in your mind. They do not, ch- you're not allowed to challenge, you're not allowed to have your voice. There is no democracy and the truth only is their interpretation of the truth. You're not allowed to have any other opinion. Simple as that. The moment you even try, you will be beaten black and blue. We've seen it with the Muslims on the street. It happens in Christian homes. It happens in socialist homes communism uh, ideologies, Marxist ideologies, these secular, so-called secular, inclusive, multicultural ideologies, they pretend to be inclusive, they pretend to be liberal to everything, but the moment you have an opinion that doesn't suit the narrative, you're out. And that's why we say that this Ideology, this way of thinking is a scam. This, these labels that they cover themselves up, they protect themselves and walk. Oh, the other side is Islamophobe, uh, the other side is not inclusive, racist, uh, phobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, uh, dysphobic, uh, all the phobics underbucked. They only have names, labels, slander, negativity, to keep you silent. They will slander you with so much of slime and hatred. It is an image of their twisted mindset and their trauma that they are enforcing on you. And so that's why we say that labels are hollow. It's just a narrative to put you down and stop you from having a voice to challenge their rhetoric. The other side, any other side, is all about challenging the rhetoric. You're willing to challenge, you're able to challenge, and that is why um, Hindus have not colonized the world, but they have spread around the world. Everywhere you go in the world, you'll see a Hindu or a Dharmic person. Why? Because it's all about knowledge, it's about challenging the status quo, it's about Understanding the junction in life, making it into an intellectual laboratory 360 degrees, challenge every angle. You might face criticism, criticism, you might face opposition, you might face a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, aggressivity, corrosiveness. You might face that. It's not, you know, flat earth and life is so perfect, uh, but you will, you, at least you have an opinion. The moment you don't have an opinion, you become a slave. Because you're a slave to someone else's ideology. The moment they control your mind with their opinion, you go lower and lower and lower. You become dependent. The day you become dependent, they've got you. You're a slave. They can do what you want. And that's why they have so much of violence and, and rape in their ideologies. But you go on the left. You go on the right-hand side. You go on the Dharmic side. And you your duty is to challenge every angle Think out of the box, be better, be, be different. Uh, there's no limit. You can question any ideology. And that's why they they any type of questioning is called hate speech. That's why they don't like this, so they label it as hate speech. Now, it goes on in every single Abrahamic home. And that is why this man, whoever the BJP guy was, was, said, you know, every time someone comes out of the Congress automatically he starts telling the truth because the congress does not allow you to tell say anything if it doesn't suit their agenda and they have convinced themselves that they are the representative of all the truth on the world in the world the democracy and they are the representative of these minorities when we didn't ask them to who asked them to no one so uh, these are my words obviously but the congress the bjp member says well, when you're in the Congress, they don't allow you to tell the truth. It's only when you leave the Congress, which is right. And I can guarantee you from my uh, experience that when you, when we were young, we were brainwashed to vote for the Congress again and again and again. Every t- day, we were told every. Every time you saw a priest, every time someone had a conversation, you were told systematically, vote for the Congress. Um, and you were not allowed to have an opinion. So it's it's a systematic brainwashing of yourself. That's very important. And that is why they are not allowed to uh, tell the truth. And so when Gulam Nabi Azad says, okay, uh, Gulam Nabi Azad says clearly, Islam emerged in 1504 in Kashmir, um, that's what you know. The Times Now article, or should I say, YouTube video says, and I went to it a little bit, not all, because I was just angry. I was, you know, in ridiculous conversation. Golamna Azad is right. Before the when before um, the Mughals invaded, the most, the bulk of the people in this land were uh, were were Hindus or Dharmic people. Other tribes, there could have been many other tribes, Buddhist tribes, different tribes, Chinese would be there. Because people were nomadic, we have to understand they're not stagnant People move from one area to the other, they're not native to a land. The label is native, the people move and take over the label. So I could be, uh, if I, I give you an example, if I'm American today, it's not because I was an American in India or, or I'm an American here, It's because I have moved. I've taken over different labels. So you could have someone who's come from Arabia and living there as a trader, uh, and he's and he's instead of he's brought his label over there, and now he becomes a Muslim from from Kashmir. Uh, But the label belongs to another land. The person moves from one place to the other. So Islam invaded uh, this land. And before that, they could have been traders, they could have been, you know, people, professional people, people coming for jobs, economics. Uh, This was a place of universities, the uh, Shah Dapit, Kashmir was a place of much beauty. And so people came there from all over the world for for knowledge, for universities, for studying. um, And it's important to understand also... That when the Arabs invaded Persia and took over the Persian Empire, very important to note that uh, when they came down, when the Sassanids came down, there was a, a group of people, a community called the kids, who were actually um, Buddhist, okay, Buddhist Dharmic people, and they were the ones uh, who had. Um, a disagreement with the ruling party in the Sassanid Empire, they sided with the invading Arabs. And when they sided with the invading Arabs, they opened the door from the inside and helped the Arabs um, get in and shared power with the invading Arabs. Now, remember, Arabs do not like to, um, uh, they live in tents, they live in the desert, they have no idea of urban life. And so, while the barkid family of Buddhist descent was in the city of Ctesiphon, uh, which then later becomes Baghdad, uh, this family transfers their knowledge. Um, it's Sitesfion, ancient Baghdad, was a center of learning. So they transfer all their notes, all their libraries, all their content to the invading, to the Arabs because now they're their new allies, and that's why Islam says. Uh, very clearly, uh, you know, we built a house of wisdom and this is in the Quran, but who built the house, who gave them the knowledge to build the house, who gave them the knowledge to of the wisdom? It was the Barakid family, the Barakid family was the Dharmic family, uh, a Buddhist family and they came from what is modern day Afghanistan, that area around there uh, leading up to the Himalayan mountains, the Hindu Kush, the Himalayan mountains. And Kashmir. And there were lots of pundits from Kashmir who translated many of the Vedas, many of the knowledge, uh, the books of knowledge that were later taken on by the Arabs and taken by the Arabs and then, you know, can change into Islam, uh, Arabic. So a lot of the knowledge that uh, Islam has today is because of translations from other empires who allied with them and among them notably were the pundits and the gurus of is- of um, pundits and the gurus of Kashmir from the major universities of Kashmir and so Kashmir helped very clearly Islam to grow From the region of Satisfion, or the Persian Empire, which later became Baghdad. Without the the Barikid family, without the Buddhists, without the uh, um, Hindus, or the Pandits and the Gurus of of Kashmir, there would be no Islam in Persia. Let me tell you that. It was the, like I said, it was the Hindus who allied with them, the Dharmic people. Uh, So that's important to note. and and that's how Kashmir helped the Muslims in return. Islam invades Kashmir, forces a conversion upon the Kashmiri Pandits later on with the Moguls about seven hundred years ago, and wipes out Hinduism in uh, in Kashmir. This is the gratitude of this very condescending ideology. I mean, you, you'd say that at least you be their allies. I mean, they were your allies. They helped you. But the moment they got power, they changed the whole uh, circle. They invaded Kashmir and completely forgot about everything that was invented, everything that was given to them in knowledge comes from Dharmic groups in the on the Indian subcontinent and the Shah Dapit and the pundits of Kashmir and among other groups in India along the western coast. And that's how Islam came to where it's come today, not for any other reason. Uh But they they returned the favor by invading, raping, uh, uh, committing genocides on the Hindu population. And that's why Ghulam Nabi Azad says that before 1504, before uh, uh, 700 years, there was no Islam in in Kashmir. All Kashmir, all Muslims today were at one time Kashmiri pundits, my friend. And Gulam Nadi Azad has never said this before. The reason why he's never said it before because he's in this very—he was in this very condescending group called the the, the Indian National Congress, which considers themselves, have self-appointed themselves, the leaders and the protectors of minorities. Who are these minorities? They're relics of colonial empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business. And they need our human capital and our land to resurrect an empire. Who is the new feudal power that allies with them? Well, obviously the dot-dot-dot gang of the Indian National Congress and the rest of them who are not allowed who once they ally with you you're not allowed to rise above them challenge them or con- um you know question their na- narrative and their rhetoric otherwise no one would believe that they are the protectors of these fake minorities so they you know they have risen up against Ghulam Nabi Azad and challenged him and you know insulted him and you know sort of gone behind his back and said nasty things about him but it is important to note that Islam does come here only through invasions, Islam comes here after the initial people of, of Muslims uh, came here to study or take the knowledge. Um, when Islam first emerged in, in Persia and, and those regions, um, maybe they came as traders. But after that was all invasion. So Golam Nabi Azad is right. All even Golam Nabi Azad ancestors were um, at one point Hindu pundits. Now I want to bring to you something that says. Um, one of the people, I'm going to put the link on my podcast, one of the people says, oh, well, you don't understand Islam is even, um, you know, is all him, All Muslims are converted from Hinduism. I agree with you. But Islam dates back to Prophet uh, um, Abraham um, and Islamic traditions and practices are older in in." Are, are very very old, as old as Prophet um, uh, Abraham. So everyone, all our traditions are so old, are three thousand years old. So Islam is old on the Indian subcontinent. He's trying to say that Islam is older than Hinduism. I mean, this man is so arrogant, so condescending that he, he will try and in these people f- try and fit into the smallest gap in the wall twist history to uh degrade it and then they blame others for changing history they say oh no no you have changed history we are not changing history we know the facts we know the truth so let me explain to you you will see this man who's sitting on the r- extreme right hand side on on uh, on the times now panel having that conversation saying well islamic practices were used way before as as all this prophet muhammad prophet abraham and so islam is the all this religion uh, so you could say well you know what hebrew traditions come from the ancestors before hebrews they were doing things then were taken from the he from their previous books uh, previous uh, groups and and tribes that were there and now made into um, you know abrahamic uh, philosophies so i guess that then islam is even pre uh, Islam is pagan because a lot of uh, Judaism today is, comes from paganism. Even Islam has paganism in it. Uh, they've just removed the labels, changed the labels, and and rework the idols, uh, rework the, the the concepts, and because all of this comes from you know the Makkah, the Kaaba was worshipped or you know circumambulated during pagan times. Uh, what they call pagan, because I don't believe in pagan. So is Islam a pagan religion? But no, the moment you need credit, you will f- put your foot in the door, try and get into the door, try and pretend that you are the truth, the way to life, and you were there from before the advent of time. Uh, but if you ask them to take a credit for the genocide. Oh, no, 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 genocide happened, not happened, uh, doesn't happen. So let me explain to you what this man says. Ab- uh, Islam is old. Some of the traditions of Islam come from the Prophet Abraham's time, and that's why it's so old. Um, it's 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 insuating that it's older than Hinduism, and it is oldest, the oldest religion in the books, because, you know, Abraham is the only religion they consider. That's why it's when you uh, when you convert to um, when you convert to Islam, they say you revert to Islam because you revert, you revert Muslim because the first religion was actually um, Islam, and uh, you're now going back to your roots. Basically, the, all the others don't exist. So they find a way to say, "Oh no, our traditions are so." Uh, so old so I just put here on the note it says if Islam is as old as Abraham Abraham was a Hebrew uh, and so were his descendants Hebrew uh, Islam Abraham did not start actually Judaism Judaism is a concept and philosophy that comes out after Abraham uh, and after Moses, because Moses doesn't start Judaism, my friend. Judaism is a word that comes from Judea, which is the lower part, the bottom half, southern part of the Kingdom of Israel, which broke up the Kingdom of Israel was born out of the slavery and the exodus of the Hebrews from Egypt and with the help of Moses. Even Moses was not what we call Jewish. Moses was a descendant of a Hebrew. And he doesn't start a religion or philosophy. He just helps them to get out of Egypt. So is he Muslim too? But they consider everyone Muslim. Everyone in the world, even God, is Muslim. I mean, if that's not condescending, I don't know what is. But anyway... So if Islam is as old as Abraham, Abraham was a Hebrew and so were his descendants. So what, so they should be actually calling themselves not Muslims. They should be calling themselves Jews uh, or Hebrews. Don't call yourself Muslims if that's what it is. Now, Muhammad is a Jewish name. It's a Hebrew name. Makkah is in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word. Uh, these are all Hebrew words. So you've taken all the literature Vocabulary philosophy from the Hebrews, and you're trying to say that some of your practices originate from Hebrews, so then call yourself a Hebrew. Don't call yourself a Muslim if you think that you're so old. That means you have to also take the old labels. Um, Medina was uh, filled with tribes, and half of those tribes were Orthodox Hebrews, Uh, and that's why they had the Bet Din, the court of justice in Medina. in reality, he, Islam is a descendant of uh, Hebrews um, and Hebrew groups, Hebrew philosophies, Hebrew empire. Jesus was a Jew, Muhammad, in my opinion, was Hebrew uh, of Jewish descent, I will talk about it tomorrow, um, and Islam only starts in 622 in Medina. Uh, Previous to which which Islam calls everyone a kufr or kafir, kafir and zalaliyyah. So anything that originates prior to 622 AD means it's zalaliyyah, that means it's ignorant. It's the age of darkness and ignorance. So the light only starts during the age of Islam and that's since when we have been, the light has come to the planet. Um, Basically that's what Islam thinks. So. If Islam originates, if they are willing to accept that Islam has originated or practices in Islam originated from Abraham's time, then they have to call themselves uh, Kafir and they have to call themselves Zalil. But no, 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 everyone else is Kafir, everyone else is Zalil, but they are the, the true word, the word of God. And they can also, you know, take away from other groups, other civilizations, other lands, other vocabulary, other literature, and bring it upon them and say, no, 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 we're just doing it because God told us. Um, but we're not kafir, we're not zalil, we're actually 3,000 years old and more, we're the first religion, and that's why they're all up in the arms against Gulam Nabi Azad, which is stupid. I just want to say here, this is a sham, uh, what these uh, opposition parties are saying. Abraham's ancestors actually come from the Indus Valley civilization. In the Torah it says very clearly Abraham's father Terah says that his his ancestors come from the east. The only land which is east of uh, of uh, the Mesopotamian valley is the Indus Valley civilization, which means the Indus Valley is where Ram was. So that means he is a descendant of Ram because Abraham, or Abram, in ancient Akkadian means uh, "son of Ram" or "sons of Ram." So he is descendant of the sons of Raham, very, very clearly, um, and that is important to know. Uh, so. If Abraham himself is is Hindu or Vedic, then even Muslims are Hindu. Why don't they want to call themselves that? They've invented religions afterwards and now they're saying, no, Hindus, Islam is the oldest religion. It is so condescending. Sorry about that. So this man on the debate who's challenging Gulab Nabi Azad, he's sitting on the extreme right, he is really, really, in my mind, absolutely arrogant and 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 not capable of accepting, not capable of reading history, understanding the whole side, just spitting out your uh, supremacist point of view and insisting that other people submit to your. We are the first religion. We are native over here. You may be native, but not the ideology, the philosophy. Um, now. So basically, this man is trying to say that dharma actually is Islamic. That's what he's trying to say, because if dharma was here before Islam invaded, dharma is Islamic. Uh, That's what he's trying to say. And that's why he says... He's interpreting, or my interpretation of his language, is he, as Islam is the oldest religion in the world. So, but what he does not want to say is that Islam is a colonial, invading empire, not a religion. It always will be. That is history. Uh, I say hats off to Ghulam Nabi Yazad, sir. For going halfway and admitting the same. Because it's true, we are relics of empires. We're not, we're not, we're not following a religion, we're just following what is brainwashed into us by our ancestors who were colonized. And would they expect us to remain on this plantation of slavery of our mind generation after generation and become relics, keep the keep being the relics of the empires so that they can use us for money and power. That's why we're called minorities. That's why they want, don't want us to leave. That's why they don't want us to have a voice, an opinion, because the moment you have a voice, as someone says, without lies, Islam dies. And that's the, that is the call for all Abrahamic groups. Without lies, Christianity dies. Without lies, all their narratives about um Abrahamic philosophies die, uh, but hats off uh, to Gulam Nabi Azad sir, in saying that all Muslims were Hindus once. Yes, there was no Hinduism; there was Dharma, and Dharma existed. Has can go back ten thousand years and more. Okay, there was a civilization here. There was the Sharda Pit over here. There were no Muslims in the Sharda Pit. So what are they talking about? If there were really Muslims in, if Islam was so great, they wouldn't have to. Uh, they wouldn't have to translate all Vedic works of maths, geography, geometry, form the Hindus into Arabic works and leave out the source of the knowledge. Um, that's, that's you know, it would be the other way around. But you don't tell that to these condescending uh, dot, dot, dot gang. It's just not going to happen. So, yes. um Gulab Nabi Azad sir is absolutely right. Islam came to Kashmir and invaded Kashmir, committed the genocide, and uh, obviously I'm adding this, and converted the Hindus into Islam through war and the sword. And he's right in saying that uh, all all Muslims today are Hindustani or Kashmir pundits. That's important to acknowledge. Do your homework, my friends. Do your homework. Research, understand the Badkid family in. Um, the Badkid family in, um, um, in 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 uh, Baghdad, which was originally Satesfion, and how they came to be, how they helped the Arabs, and that's how uh, you know Islam takes root in Baghdad and Damascus, uh, Israel, uh, Yehu- Judea. Um, um, basically, and all the other parts of the world in in Islam has to say thank you to the Indian subcontinent for giving it all that it has, and also all other minorities, and I'm talking of Abrahamic minorities, should I say particularly Jews and Christians, not Jews, Christians and Muslims, are descendants of colonial invaders. We were at one point Hindu or different other groups, but we were forcibly converted to Christianity and to Islam. And it's time to acknowledge that we're just relics of empires. We are not minorities um and kudos to gulam nabi sir for bringing this up thank you very much my friends i hope you have a great day uh, a great week ahead a great weekend cheers and stay safe